The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, 2.34, the plan was, Chadville, to take you to Montreal to get that update from the um, Montreal Children's Hospital about the condition of those uh, children. And, of course, there was eight other adults that were taken to hospital after what fire officials uh, have determined was a carbon monoxide leak in their elementary school. There's been some audio issues on the feed. Uh, what we can tell you, um, again, it was 35 children, eight adults taken to hospital. At least 12 children uh, remain in stable condition and are under observation. Uh, One adult is also in stable condition and under observation at the uh, Royal Victoria Hospital. Uh, The hospital had called for uh, what's called a code orange on Monday. It's a protocol when uh, a a large number of patients are expected to arrive at the same time. And... um, yeah, the children, they were aged 6 to 13, suffered from nausea, dizziness, and vomiting. Um, there was apparently a malfunction in the school's gas-powered heating system. And uh, the firefighter saying that the gas was getting caught in the chimney, leaking into the building. 276 students were evacuated. Uh, some of them were calling it uh, the scare of their life. And of course, as you know, um, carbon monoxide, you know, doesn't have a smell, doesn't have a taste, doesn't have a color. And you start wondering to yourself again, you know, just at your home or whatever it is, do, do I have one of those? I do. Um, yeah. Now, there was some discrepancy, and that'll be uh, worked out, I'm sure, in the uh, next few hours. Uh, and we'll let you know as to whether or not the school was equipped with a uh, carbon monoxide um, detector. Detector. Uh, one uh, individual saying that it wasn't, and the school board making a public statement saying that it was. Mm-hmm. But the, if it, if it was there present, it obviously wasn't working because it didn't go off. Yeah. So uh, that's just one of the details they're going to look into. Uh, as to why there was uh, no warning given to uh, staff that that was happening in the school at the time. Are they expensive? Are they expensive to buy to put in your house? Is it no, just like a fire just detector? Like a fire, yeah, just like a smoke detector. Yeah, uh, we actually had one installed when we got our new furnace. Yeah, um, it was recommended. It came with the furnace, I think. Yeah. And uh, and it's hardwired, so we don't have to worry about batteries. Oh, nice! Or anything yeah, like yeah, that, that yeah. is really nice. Um, yeah, we talk about car- carbon monoxide uh, poisoning. Low levels can cause tiredness, headache, shortness of breath, uh, impaired motor functions at high levels, dizziness, chest pain, poor vision, difficulty thinking, and of course, as we know, uh, and we've seen it happen here over the past year, it can also cause death, convulsions, mm-hmm. coma, and death. And once again, can only be detected with a carbon monoxide alarm and one of the things that they say is if you do have an alarm in your home or your place of work if the alarm goes off don't go looking for the the source of it no get, get out. outside get. yeah that's true of uh, rvs and uh, motorhomes and those sort of things as well uh carol and her mom were actually rushed to hospital for that reason mm. many years ago mm. Um, and no alarm in the house at the time, so mm. more than 25 years yeah. ago. But as I recall Carol telling me the story, that it took uh, a long time for them to fully recover, and they suffered from headaches for quite some oh, while yeah. after that. 
So it's a pretty dangerous uh, thing, and it's something, as you say, odorless, colorless, undetectable except by uh, an actual detector. So it's a good mm. thing to have in your home, mm. obviously. Just want to get this one out here. want to say a big thank you to the Riverview Vet Clinic out in Devon for taking care of our, of our willow. I've talked about it a little bit on the air over the past couple of months. Our old girl, she was getting sick, and we made the decision to put her down on Friday afternoon. Um, Always a tough decision. Yeah, and it uh, it's uh, it, it's hard, but... Um, and Willow was kind of telling us it was it was time to go. Willow was would have been 16 next month. 16. She's a border collie collie, and she was a great dog. Um, but uh, yeah, the house is pretty empty. That was four dogs in five years that mm. we've said goodbye to. And Beau Breeze um, is rather out of sorts these days. I can imagine. So. Could I just, if I may, mm-hmm. add to that for just a moment? Mm-hmm. When a friend and co or coworker, and in this case, you're both, loses an animal. Mm. Um, and I've had it happen. You've yep. had it happen. You really uh, typically worry for their, you know, their mental health. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, are they going to be okay? And you want to offer support and that sort of thing. In the case of Willow, it hit Carol and I that oh, Willow yeah. was gone. We loved yeah. that dog. And I can only yeah. imagine how much you and Coach loved that dog. That was, if I had to pick a dog to have, <laughs> it was that one. And yeah. I'm not saying it because of No, oh, she was timing. a cool dog. She was a great dog. And when you introduced her to me years ago, <laughs> and she brought me a stick, and I threw it for her. I, I asked you, did she want me to throw it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, you were, and both of you warned me, you and Coach. This will never end. Just so just you know. Do it once. It will never end. It didn't. I didn't. That didn't. It wasn't just for that evening it never ended. <laughs> it never ended for years. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd show up at your house for whatever, and there's Willow with the stick. And this is no exaggeration. If I were telling the story and you weren't here, mm-hmm. people would go, that's not true. But it this is. is true. She would start with what you would suspect to be an average size stick. But as you threw it, and I, we're talking about into the darkness, into the night. Um, two the o'clock o- in the morning, two o'clock in the, the fire morning. Pit. Yeah, the fire pit, the only source of light. You can't yeah. see a darn thing. You know what it's like. That stick would get shorter and shorter, and she would find it. And it would eventually be the size of a nickel. I mean, she would have each... Am I... Yeah. I'm not exaggerating. No, it's the exact truth. And she would put her chin on your lap, <laughs> and you'd, you'd pet her saying, oh, you couldn't find it. Then you look closer and go, oh... <laughs> oh no, there it is! Like this little yeah, and and I, you know, you would say I would say to you guys, there's no possible way that's the same yeah. stick. There's no, yeah. and you throw it into the darkness, and she'd get it again. Yeah. And then when she doesn't dog. find it, she'd bring you a blade, of, a blade of grass, yeah. legit a blade of grass, that's and right. spit it out on your knee. Yeah, yeah. She was a pretty awesome dog. She was like a fifty dollar farm dog sixteen years really? ago that uh, coached both of them, Pepper and Willow, and. Um, and she just, uh, she turned into, well, she's just an amazing uh, creature. But she had um, been getting sicker and sicker over the past uh, six, eight weeks. Had lost a lot of, she had lost eight pounds. So the vet told us on, on Friday when we took her in that she'd lost eight pounds since November. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a lot for a dog. And I figured there was something growing in her stomach, some sort of mass that was causing her yeah. to throw up. She was throwing up a lot. So anyway, we made uh, that decision. But the last 24 hours of her life were quite beautiful. We went for a beautiful walk uh, uh, the night before out in the, the cold winter night and she was busier than a fart in a mitt, peeing on everything and being Willow and she was chasing with the puppy up and down the fence next door and uh, lots of treats, lots of love. Everyone had a chance to
to, you know, spend some time with her. So, and you know, so everybody's good. been through this, Jay. Yeah, and it's, you know... It's hard, right? Yeah, it's hard. But, it, but it's the contract yeah. you make with your pets. That's right. The contract yeah. you make with your pets is that they will love you unconditionally yeah. and be loyal to you. Yeah. But your side of the contract is that you will maintain a quality of life for that pet. Absolutely. And make that tough, tough decision yeah. when the time comes. That's the contract. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you know, you sacrifice... So little for yeah. the loyalty of this yeah. dog, but the sacrifice is major, yeah. and yeah. that's that decision that you and have that to the, make. And and they all deserve to have a, yes. you know pain free and and not not having it dragged out because you don't want to do right. it. You know, it would have um, been selfish to let yeah, it continue anymore. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, we've been celebrating the life of a really cool dog uh, over the weekend. Poor Bo Breeze huh. is is quite out of sorts. He has not been away from Win- Willow and at all. In the three years that he's been with us, or two and a half years that he's been with us, like for more than an hour or two, yeah. so he's he's a little out of sorts. So we're going to work on that over the next little while. But well, they again, adjust. but you know what? You'll see. Uh, it's funny, and you've been through this before. Yeah. And I, I know you want to just move on. I don't want to just move on because you know what? It's a story that everybody can yeah. identify with. We've all been through it. If you've owned a pet, and when the grieving period is over, and sometimes. It's like anything else. Two years from yeah. now, something will trigger a memory, yeah. and you'll go, oh, gosh. Yeah. Willow. It's interesting to look at the behavior of the other pets in the mm-hmm. home when a pet is lost mm-hmm. um, and how they, you know, how it affects them. And people say they don't have emotions or they don't mm-hmm. care or they don't know. That's simply not true. Yeah. Piper will not stop laying on my lap since the day Monkey, Monkey died. died. No. Never did it before. Never showed yeah. an interest in it. Um, now she she follows me around the house waiting for an opportunity to jump up yeah. and lay on her back and get her belly rubbed. <laughs> and it never happened before. Yeah. And, I, and I said to you the other day, yeah. you know, with the passing of Willow, um, it made me think over the weekend just, you know what, I'm okay, I'll rub her belly. <laughs> That's <laughs> what she wants. that day will come for Piper, and yeah. I will miss yeah. those days in which I had the opportunity to do it. Yeah, it was, it was uh, one of the things that was interesting with Willow over the past week. She started doing things that she had stopped doing a long, long time ago. Interesting. Um, for example, she started jumping up on the bed again. She hadn't done that in a very, very, very long time uh, last Sunday. So Sundays were always get all the dogs on the bed and cuddle, you know, just have a cup of coffee. Uh, and she hadn't done that in a long time. Last Sunday she did. She jumped up all on her own and then curled right into me. And her and Bo just laid there and played. Um, the other thing that had happened is that she she got a little sketchy on the hardwood floor and the tile in the house. And so she stopped meeting us at the back door a long time ago because she had to go across there mm. all last week she met us at the back door really so i i don't know what that is i don't know if that's you know whatever people eh, yeah okay now i know she just figured it out um but part of me is like it's like hey i'm not scared to do this let's let's yeah. do this but well um, when uh, Bo uh, misbehaved which let's be honest with you all the time yeah, all the time I swear she rolled her eyes. I, <laughs> you know, she Bo would be jumping at yeah, me. Yeah. Um, and you guys are all instructing me what you've been talking. Like, give her a little knee in the chest or whatever. You know, like don't let her do that or whatever. And you look over and there's there's Will like. Oh. Him again. Yeah. When this is over, I'll go say hello. <laughs> anyway, uh, the um, the uh, vet clinic in Devon Riverview that just they were just so spectacular uh, over the last couple of months, and certainly on on that uh, last day when we said goodbye. So a big thank you to them for their love and their guidance because we needed uh, quite a bit here over the past couple of months. But Willow, you were a great dog. 
Hey, Jay. Andrew. Question for you. Yes, sir. I, I wonder, and we haven't talked about this. What? I feel like I'm doing a magic act. Now, we've never met, right? <sighs> um, this uh, story that broke over the weekend, I heard it on 630 Chad, about the Edmonton International Airport installing cameras mm. along Airport Road. Mm-hmm. And they'll take photos of vehicle license plates. and then As you're coming in, yeah. Yeah, they announced it by Twitter, which is... Um, different <laughs> for them, not uh, their typical yeah. protocol. And then people started to challenge it, and it kind of gained some momentum over the weekend. Uh, them, uh, the airport explaining, airport authority explaining that, well, we're not, we don't have the names of people, we don't have a database that can identify who's in the car, and we don't, you know, several quali- uh, qualifications like, well, we're not going to keep the data more than 60 days, and that, uh, and then eventually said it was for security reasons, and then when challenged by Global, actually, yeah. as to, well, what are those reasons, they said we can't discuss security, yeah. which is okay. often the case. It started, though, with them saying they they were monitoring the traffic coming in and out of the airport to help verify ground transportation pri- uh, providers and for security. Which, well, but that didn't make sense. That didn't me. make sense, because you don't need the license plate. You need something to count cars. You, you, you put don't one need of the, those rubber things across yeah, the road and count Whatever, you know, you count the clicks of that. You don't need the license plates. But I totally understand, I could totally understand or speculate as to why the license plates would be helpful. If there was a, an attack of some kind mm-hmm. or if a, a car blew up, yeah. or it would be good to know when did that car arrive yeah. at the airport and, yeah. who, you know, do we have any kind of indication of how many were in the car, if it was male or female? Like, I could understand all of that. They're not going to speculate or they're not going to mm-hmm. announce what that is, not speculate. They're, because they don't speculate. They don't allow others to speculate on what security measures are in place. I'm, I'm a little surprised. People are going to get mad at me for this. I'm a little surprised at the pushback to this, and only because, <clears throat> do you, is there any expectation of privacy if no. you're outside of your house anymore? Uh, yeah, or and at an airport. Yeah. Um, I and and. That's kind of, um, it's a bit of a double-edged sword there, I think, Andrew, is that there are folks who say, okay, well, that's just part of life now. Everywhere we go, we're on tape. I mean, they can piece together anything so quickly mm-hmm. anymore. We've seen that in, in crimes. And then there's others that go, you know what, this whole Big Brother's watching stuff has got to stop. Enough is enough is enough. And I get why people feel that way. But at the end of it all, are we not really being tracked all the time, I know. everywhere. And that's not to say that that's a good thing. No, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but thing, isn't that right? just the world that we live in now? Yeah, the two arguments, I, I think it is, the two arguments that I've heard from either side, one from each yeah. side, I, I don't really, in my mind, don't carry weight anyway. The argument on the one side is, uh, there's many, but one of the arguments is, well, the license plate is in a public, it w- is within public view, so therefore... Yeah, it's more like public domain, Yeah, right? it's not pri- proprietary information, it's public domain. I don't really buy that, because there's an, for whatever reason, they want that plate number, so let's not say that it's coincidental mm-hmm. that they're grabbing mm-hmm. the plate number. Uh, and on the other side, those who say, well, I'm not doing anything wrong, so I don't care, you, you still need to care about rights, though. Whether you're doing anything wrong or have anything mm-hmm. to hide, you still have to care about rights or at least take an interest in them because, you know, your rights are an important 
part yeah. of living in Canada. You know, I go back at, to what you said about the security security reason. If they had come out at first and said, you know, it's being done for security so we can track uh, who's in the parkade, who's not in the parkade, that sort of thing. Um, you know, when did they show up? Let's say, you know, God forbid we have another whatever like we did out in uh, mm-hmm. Strathcona where there's a bomb that goes off that you can say, you can put t- timelines together a little bit a little bit more mm-hmm. um, I, I don't have a problem with that when it comes to security but but just tell me tell me straight up what it is don't don't go pussyfooting around saying well it's this it's this oh we're going to count cars to make sure that we have enough ground transportation make sure there's enough taxis there yeah. or, or whatever it is don't do that yeah I feel a little bit like that's not the reason for the cameras because although you know in again in their defense plain devil's advocate they didn't keep it a secret they could have no. easily installed the cameras and mm-hmm. said nothing they didn't keep it a secret they didn't see it as so the, i would guess that they didn't see it as so big an issue that they didn't they didn't bother putting out a big media release they tweeted about yeah. it which is you know i guess in this day and age that is sort of the media release i i thought about it and thought about it and in the at the end of the day uh i'm not concerned that they're doing it, but not for the reasons, like I say, that people are saying, well, if you're not doing nothing wrong, um, I'm not a drug dealer. I'm not a thief. Mm -hmm. I'm not a criminal. I still don't want the police to be able to bust down the doors of an individual Mm -mm. because they suspect that they are. And I don't, you know, we still, you still have to maintain rights. So I, I just give no weight to the argument that I have nothing to hide. Because it erodes your rights mm-hmm. when you take that argument. They're saying that they're only keeping them for 60 days. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess the assumption would be that the number of um, the number of days uh, that a car would typically be in a parking lot, for example, before an incident occurs, I think that's an abundance mm-hmm. of uh, caution to say 60 mm-hmm. days. So, and again, I'm, I'm confident it relates to security matters and that they want to know when that car came in and out. And as you say, the only problem I have with it is kind of like, well, why'd you say it was for counting cars? <laughs> <laughs> because there's a gazillion different ways to count cars that don't involve installing and Taking cameras. pictures of, my, of, my, of yeah. my license plate, right? And as a couple of people have pointed out on our, post, on our uh, texting line, it's going to be far harder to take the girlfriend out of the country if you've got, you know, the evidence is there. The problem with data collection is always this. And to your to the argument of those saying I'm not doing anything wrong, as I said, take a cab. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> Uber is your friend. If if not allowing your rights to be eroded or at least questioned, mm-hmm. uh, the erosion question. Here's another reason, because the security of data has become so flawed, yeah. and and you know, uh, you, you can't be confident that information being obtained is being kept secure when CRA has been hacked. Um, PlayStation has isn't been that, Isn't that just a part of the world we live in, though, now, too? I guess it is. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.